all you have to do is believe. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Sports Ed proudly brings to you its podcast, Champions of the World, the badass Daniel Johnson, the smartass Drew Pateau, the wrestling Ed Outlaw. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Id. I am your host, Drew, and I am joined here by Daniel. The Immortal One is how I'd like to be referred from that one. I am joined here by the Immortal, Daniel. <sighs> All hell me. <laughs> so we are back after a long hiatus. Um, yes, plenty. we have a Brock Lesnar schedule. We work yeah. <laughs> 20 days a year. <laughs> hey, at least we're not back just for WrestleMania and then gone. So. Uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. So, we're back. Um, plenty of real-life reasons why we took a break. Doesn't really matter. Point is, we're back. So, let's fucking talk some wrestling. So, uh, what's what's been happening? Uh, everything. First of all, I'd like to take this moment to talk to the smart fans out there. Let me just back this up. I took a little trip down memory lane, and I watched some Saturday night uh, main events. And to watch how people were marking out over wrestling... With such a contrast to the smart-ass, always unhappy internet bookers that populate today's wrestling fan base. So I just want to say this to all the smart fans. How about we take a step back and learn to suspend a little disbelief and find the joy that we found in the 80s. Rant and done. <laughs> all right. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I have often wondered what happened between the time when I was a kid and wrestling was so into kayfabe, and now, you know, like, fucking, we talked about this once back then, like, you never saw guys looking over their shoulders, like, waiting for a hit that they knew was coming. <laughs> now, you fucking see it every match, like, they're checking to see if the guy who's supposed to hit him in the back of the head is actually coming to hit him in the back of the head, and you're all fucking professionals, he's gonna do it, don't turn around, it fucking ruins it for me, because then I know, oh, shit, well, somebody's about to hit him in the back of the head. That you have to suspend belief. You can't. You can't look at wrestling like that through the adult eyes. It would just make you bitter and angry, <laughs> and like the rest of the internet. Just, just speaking. Just of, speaking just of bitter believe, and angry. Just believe. Oh, stop it. Speaking of bitter and angry, uh, John Cena is the current WWE World Heavyweight Champion. How do you feel about oh. that? Uh, listen, we know what I think about Cena. I, I, <laughs> I understand the reasons why he's the champion. Yep. It just it just shows a lack of creativity at times with the booking. The fact that I have to sit through John Cena involved in four or five segments every week on Raw, and I just cannot stand it. It's just it's driving me nuts. But I'm understanding that a change is happening. There won't be too much Randy Orton, Cena, and Kane going on in my main events anymore. So as <laughs> long as I see the light, I can deal with the bullshit. Yeah, I was going to say, I understand the reasons, uh, and that's the only thing that really makes it uh, palatable for me, is like they just they need somebody to carry the belt right now while they build up Reigns and 
Ambrose and Rollins and, you know, all the new guys. And so, all right, fine, because they actually are making an effort at building up the new guys now. Like, even when uh, Daniel Bryan was, like, having his run, they, was, they were pushing him, which is fine for most people. I'm not that big of a fan, but I don't hate him or anything. But it's fine for that, but it it still doesn't do anything to help push the new guys. So yeah. this at least, if he's got to hold the belt, at least they're actually doing something besides... You know, he's not the focus right now, even though he's the champion. He's just he's just holding on to it. Just keeping it warm for Roman Reigns. Yeah, you think it, you think it's Reigns' title? Uh, uh, you think? No, I think either Orton or Kane is going to win it uh, so that Reigns can win it at SummerSlam and or WrestleMania. Really? Depending on I, how I, long they want to go with this. Uh, what, but what about, Cena, what about the Cena-Brock poster that leaked that everyone's, like, losing their minds over? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, Cena, uh, excuse me, a SummerSlam uh, poster leaked on Amazon. The WWF has, excuse me, WWE has acknowledged that this is true, uh, and it was hyping Cena versus Brock for the title main event SummerSlam. So, okay, well that explains the uh, the Plan C comment uh, by Paul Heyman on this last Monday Night Raw. Um, if you didn't watch, and why wouldn't you? Because it's easy enough to do. Um, <laughs> plan A is Randy Orton wins the title. Plan B is Kane does whatever he needs to. Or, well, sorry. Plan B is um, that Rollins cashes in. And then another option, but not plan C, is that Kane, uh, quote-unquote, does what he needs to do. And then uh, Heyman showed up in the office and said, "If they, you need a full foolproof, can't-miss plan C, give him a call. That, I got goosebumps when I heard that. When I thought about Brock Lesnar coming back, you know, just even if it's a four-week run leading up to SummerSlam and it cultivates with, like, him F5-ing Cena through everything, <laughs> it just, it just, I got giddy because, you know, I can't, we, we all know we all hate Cena, but just, like, Brock represents what all of us smart fans want to be, 6'3", 250, and the ability to, like, kill Cena. And <laughs> watch watching him destroy John. I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be Shawn Michaels than Brock Lesnar any day of the week. Even with the messed up eye? I'm, I'm not down with it anymore after the messed up the eye. The messed up eye? What are you talking about? When's the last time you've seen Shawn Michaels? It's, uh, the eye's a, little, eye's a little... Eye's wandering more towards the nose every day. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's a little... <laughs> They say Chris Jericho injured him, and so he's got like a lazy eye now. So, huh. but his wife is fine. So. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is winning. I guess. No, but, no, but like to see Brock destroy Cena, and then someone beat Brock, whether it be Daniel Bryan, hopefully healthy by then, or you know Roman Reigns take the title and carry it to some carry it to like I don't know Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, whatever they plan on doing. I'm excited for that. Just. just just someone new and fresh with a title. Something we thought we were getting a couple months ago with Daniel Bryan before he got hurt. So it's good at least that they're continuing that story arc, even though we have this small bump in the road. Okay. Well, uh, then we talked about one guy possibly coming back. Let's talk about the next guy who did come back, The Miz. <laughs> right? Did that you, was... Did you... <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that sound? That was everyone turning the podcast off. 
I thought it was great how they handled that on Raw, though. It was. It was excellent. It was uh, excellent. Because everybody, like, people thought, oh, it's going to be Jericho. It's going to be Jericho. He's he's supposed to be, you know, around there that Monday. It's going to be Jericho. And then fucking The Miz comes out, and everybody's like, ah, shit. All right, fine. It's The Miz. This is just a big blow-up. It's fucking whatever. And then Jericho actually does come out, and it was awesome. I loved it because I am a huge Jericho fan. It was so great. I thought, like, Miz makes – we all naturally hate him. Yeah. Because he's kind of – he kind of did what we all wish we could do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now that they're kind of playing up that we hate him and he's kind of egotistical and out of touch, it's it's making his character a little more, uh, I guess, interesting and someone I'm paying attention to instead of being like, all right, Miz is on. I might fast forward through this match. I don't know. He's played so, this, this moneymaker uh, – shtick before the whole you know don't hit my pretty face thing but uh, I don't know if it's necessarily different this time I think it's just a little more noticeable because uh it had to do it had anything to do with Chris Jericho well he's also making fun of himself like that's one of you know the whole like I'm a star he keeps like name dropping the marine four which is obviously like a poke at himself like (laughs) If you're in the Marine Four, you're yeah. not a Hollywood star, bro. I'm, yeah. You know, so. But yeah, so let's talk Jericho. Uh, he, man. he is my current favorite uh, active competitor. Really? Yeah. Sin- I mean, since Shawn Michaels retired, it's Jericho. Ah, okay. You, so. You're one of those guys. You just stick with a guy the whole way through. Oh yeah. I mean, not that I don't like the new guys. Like I, I love Ambrose and Rollins, but. You know, Jericho still, until he retires, he will be my favorite. I respect that. What do you think about him coming back and putting, obviously going to put Bray over at the pay-per-view? I mean, I think it's good. I I love Jericho. I hate how he comes and goes. Um, and a lot of times when he comes and goes, they don't do shit with him. They just yeah. use him as an extra body in championship matches that are not one-on-one matches, you know, not singles matches. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand that. So I like that they're not even pretending he's part of the playoff picture right now. Uh, they're just, you know, using him to push Wyatt, and I like that. And I do kind of hope that Jericho will get to win the WWE Heavyweight Championship um, at some point, just to, you know, have that along with his undisputed championship. But, I, you know, I think they could build a good a good feud with that. You know, him claiming that he's already won that championship as he won the undisputed championship, but. Uh, I don't know, I'm just a Jericho fan, and I am happy every time he comes out and yells, Raw is Jericho. That's that's my thing. I thought, I thought it was really interesting that he acknowledged that he was the first undisputed unifier of the belts. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned something, like he said something like, I thought I already, I know, something like that. Yeah, because you know they were trying to pretend like Randy Orton for a while, and everyone's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> I believe an Unforgiven 2001 was Unforgiven 2001. Something like that. But the technically, Chris Jericho has never won the title that Cena is carrying right now, the unified title. The two belts that he won, one of them was different. One of them was the World, uh, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, and one of them was something else. I don't remember what it was, but no, it was a WCW title. Yeah, something a, like that. Yeah. So it was technically two different unified titles that he won compared to the titles no, no, no. that they're using now. There were two different belts. Well, one belt is different. I, I think what the belts represent were exactly the same thing what they represent today. At least in the older fans' eye, maybe with the children who have no idea you know, what's happened prior to 04. Yeah, they don't know their history. 
fucking kids. That's a problem, all right? It's a problem situation. There should be a WWE history class in every high school in America. Yeah, that bring the that make the world a better place. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what else do we have to talk about here then? Um, oh, I got an idea. Let's uh, let's just run down the card real quick, and yeah, then definitely. I've got a specific thing from the card that I wanna I wanna hit next. So, um, this isn't in order. I'm not sure if they've revealed the order. They don't generally do that, but. Uh, I'm just going to try and come up with the order myself as I read here. So the pre-show is probably going to be Cameron versus Naomi. I, you know, I Let me tell you something. I, we were talking about this off-air about the money in the bank. I am a, I love Naomi in the ring. I think I think they need to give a little character. I think they're scared to put her on the microphone. I think her mic skills, her promo skills may be terrible. But in the ring, her and Alicia Fox are the two best female wrestlers in the company by since the Trish uh, Lita era. AJ and Paige? I love them because I think their characters are a little more well-rounded. I'm talking about strictly in-ring ability. Naomi yeah. is amazing. I oh, thought her. Okay. And no, Paige... I'm I'm not I'm not saying Naomi's bad. I I think she's really good in the ring, and she is one of the few divas I enjoy watching. But as much as I dislike AJ, she is pretty good in the ring, and oh, yeah, Paige definitely. actually is too. Listen, that's not a knock on them. I just think Naomi's that good. Okay. Like, I thought her Money in the Bank match or her and Paige they had that one botch, and they kind of just ran with it. But I thought that was like a really good match. I, I I was like one of the first diva matches in a very long time. I was like, wow, I'm not I'm not turning from this. I'm not gonna go get a drink. I'm gonna sit here and watch this. And I still went and got a drink, but I watched most of it when I got back. <laughs> which, you know, uh, normally I'll mess around on the computer until it's over, but I actually watched it once I finished getting my drink. So I thought it was, I thought it was a damn good match. So, but Paige Cam was like, you said Karen Naomi. That's uh. Yeah. That's a storyline that has not been developed. I have no idea I why they're not friends at <laughs> they all. Had, they had, like, two matches. One was on SmackDown. One was on – I don't even think it was on Raw. It might have been on, like, Superstars or something, and and that's them, you know, splitting. Yeah, she put makeup on. But yeah, I, I, yeah. hopefully it's a squash match and Naomi just runs through her. But since it's on the pre-show, it might be a little longer. They'll try to stretch it out. Yeah. I, I don't have high hopes for Cameron. It, I think it's going a long <laughs> way for if Naomi can get a good match out of this, I think it'll go a long way for her career. Really. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's just hit the other Divas match then. Uh, AJ Lee versus Paige. I think that one Lighted. will actually be pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Finally, these guys get to go more than three minutes. That's that'll be something nice to see. <laughs> uh, I'm in love with both of them. Yeah. Uh, even though AJ's married and you're not supposed to miss women who are married, but whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I still love you, AJ. God, I'm, I'm telling CM Punk. I'm gonna tweet him right now. I, by the way, I tweeted CM Punk. I saw, I, just, I saw. I, it was. I, I get I, notifications to my phone when you tweet. Like certain friends of mine, I follow. Like, so I get like push notifications, and I saw that you yeah. tweeted him like a five message long thing. I, you know, I if there was a Facebook or any, if it, if it had more than 140 <laughs> characters, that might have been like seven pages. Like, dude, I just love everything about you. I mean, I just miss the guy. But anyway, boom. I mean, I'm that. surprised you didn't offer to suck his dick, honestly. I mean, if you wanted to Andy J, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, you know, my mom raised me, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Paige, AJ, this would be fun. Uh, it's kind of. You know, they kind of got this fake uh, frenemy friendship thing going. I don't know what that is. I guess yeah, it's like a cheap I, thing. I don't know what that is. I guess 
she said she's my enemy because she's my friend. I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, when both. she explained the word frenemy, I wanted to facepalm. <laughs> I was just like, this want, is just, uh Did you want a Jesus facepalm or, like, regular facepalm? Just all of it. All of it. <laughs> I just wanted to hit myself in the face repeatedly until I forgot that she said that. But let's talk about this, though. We we are generally anti-Diva. We've made fun of Diva matches almost on every single podcast. And I think for the first time in a very long time, the Divas division is kind of deep. And yeah, I, like, I think we'll be potential. devoting full match time to the podcast after this pay-per-view to this match. Like, it won't be just glossing over. We'll talk about it like we generally talk about the other matches. So Yeah, and I'm excited. It's been a long time. Because I think when... The Divas Division is operating at a high level. The show is so much better because those women are going to be on the show anyway. So if they're giving us high-quality matches and good storylines, I'm all for it. All right, so after that, um, this is the one I wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, Jack Swagger versus Rusev. And what I, oh. wanted, what I wanted to mention was two, three weeks ago, nobody gave a shit about either of these guys. This no. last Monday on Raw, that crowd was fired up. I was I was fired up. I know. Yeah. I was sitting there just like America, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. It was and it was know, crazy. And you know me, I'm not super like patriotic, you know. You know I serve in the forces, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean Lana is. First of all, let's talk about Lana. Lana is excellent. I mean, she is a perfect WWE manager. She's like. Bobby Heenan mixed with, yeah, I went there, Paul Barra and Paul Heyman. She is, her reactions to the crowd, the way she gets heat so quickly. Yeah, she she does 100% of Rusev's job for him. Yeah. He would be absolutely nothing without Lana. Her little facial expressions, you know, the good man, you know, uh, the good performers in the business don't have to say something sometimes. You know what I mean? That silence. Your yeah. boy Jericho is good at that. Like, yes. they just won't say anything, and you're just like... You know what else Jericho's good at? Yelling, baby! <laughs> I love his podcast. He's like, <laughs> I have not listened to it. Yeah, it's a really great podcast. Uh, he's like, he'll have... He had Drew McIntyre on there. I think he got released by WWE. <laughs> he had a really, really interesting, intricate look at Christian's career with Christian as a guest. Uh, he and Paul Heyman and Edge had this three-hour oh, discussion yeah. about everything in wrestling. It's just, I mean, if you're a wrestling head, bro, you got to listen to that podcast. He talks it's... about punk, the business, everything. And Heyman is the best fucking interview in the history of wrestling. It's listed in my podcast manager, and I'm pretty sure I had the most recent episode downloaded. I just haven't had time to listen. Yeah, just, it's it's excellent. But uh, he does, like, little, like, babies yep. and all, like, He'll start singing and like, yeah, and just like start like tapping. It's just, I'm a mark, so I'm just like, oh yeah, Jericho is so fucking awesome. So. <laughs> and isn't it called? Yeah, it's called Talk Is Jericho, which is the best title he could have picked. Oh, it's, it's so Jericho, like so cheesy and corny and obvious, but he somehow makes it cool. <laughs> like he's still wearing, he's like wearing something about merry hair and lighted jackets same entrance <laughs> music from like 99 yep. but it's Jericho, he makes it work you know? and he still, he still fucking wrestles in underwear which drives me crazy I'm sorry but I hate that shit I mean you know it's, it's rough when you see a favorite wrestler go from like you know his previous gimmick to underwear, I guess he probably did that to be taken more serious, I, I fucking probably don't 
don't, I, I hate it. I hate everybody who wrestles in underwear. Would you rather them wrestle in underwear or jorts? Jorts. I hate to say what? it, but fucking... I, 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 wrestling is, like, homoerotic enough without the guys being in their underwear. I, I, I just passed that. I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> notice it. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm watching, like, damn it, I have this boner because they're wrestling in underwear. I wish they'd stop. It's not that. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, I would, it, I would never wrestle in my underwear, so it just drives me crazy that another human being would do that. I'm just like, why? They, like, they have pants that you could wear. Or, like, a singlet or, like, anything. Like... There are times when you when you accidentally see a bulge and you're just like, I, I bet he's made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and every wrestling fan, you know you've seen it, and you just like quickly forget about it as quick as you can. Oh, you've been thinking about Big E a lot, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm glad. I don't know who got in that guy's ear, but th- thank you. <laughs> we, the, we the people, thank you. But anyway, Rusev and Swagger, like, that was just so powerful, and like, it was organic, and the heat. The people are all over it. And, you know, I feel bad because, like, Big E had that role given to him a few weeks ago. Yeah, but he wasn't it, doing anything with it. Yeah, he, he couldn't pull it off. You know, he came out with the flag. It just it, it seemed rushed and forced. And let's be honest, you know, there's a little bit of racism in America still, so some people don't see, like, a black man being, like, <laughs> super American. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, I don't even, like, I'm black, and I don't think, like, black guys are super American. Like, <laughs> And remember, like, he was talking like a reverend for, like, two I, weeks? Yeah, that's that's what, like, threw me off the most, or what put me off of it the most, was, like, what is he doing? Like, he Why did... are you talking like Martin Luther King, bro? Yeah, <laughs> like, if that's just how you talk, it's fine, but he, that's not how he talks. He's, like, clearly putting on something, and, it, yeah, it's fucked up. Makes me uncomfortable. It's, it sounded like John Cena voice when he declares, like, he's going to overcome his adversaries and the hustle, loyalty, and respect. Oh, oh, that's shit. When they were in Massachusetts for Raw, and he started, like, talking like the Doctor of Thugonomics Cena for a minute, oh. I, I got so mad, and then when Hunter called him out on it, I was like, fucking right, thank you. Dude, right in the middle of it. I was <laughs> like, yeah! I was like, he fucking burned him alive! Oh. Improv! I loved it. Loved it. He fixed the tie and got all, like... Hey, bro. I was like, I know you're dropping your R's, homie. I was like, yes. Get his carpet bag and ass, Hunter. Get his ass. Don't get away with this shit. Oh man. But All yeah. Right. So we're still on. We're still on Swagger Rusev. I know. Um, I just Swagger. Goddamn New York. Be quiet. Yeah, I don't know what's up. These 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 young boys around here have been extra gangster this summer. So there are a lot of sirens. These kids have no, they're like, they don't give a shit. School's out, like, fuck it. (laughs) They need to get the WWE Network and sit at home like good little children and watch wrestling all day. I've slowly, like, started brainwashing my daughter to watch wrestling. I make her watch it as she falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's the last thing she thinks about. That's perfect. Rusev Swagger for the fourth time. Uh, So what I was going to say about uh, Swagger... um, is he's you know this this could be a, a a shot at revival for him he could get another another run off this, um, mm. I I like the ankle lock as a finisher but I liked it way better uh, when it was angles, but seeing Swagger throw the ankle lock on Rusev like I was at work watching this on my phone mm. on Hulu and 
I almost like jumped up and went like, yeah, because it, I, something about it, man, it just, you know, it got me. It was, it was good to see Rusev, you know, get it and get it from, from Swagger of all people. Yeah, it, look, that that it's funny how they didn't line that story, those two guys up when they came up with this America Russia storyline. I know they kind of had him involved with some things with Cesaro, but that that's just, it's just a natural fit. Yes, it, yeah. It's, there's, there's nothing you really have to do, you know. Dutch Mantel, I mean, excuse me, Zeb Coulter, <laughs> and spit his misogynistic, slightly racist shit. Yeah, shape. that that kind of caught me a little bit when he said, you know, step out from behind this. And the way he, like, put an accent on the word woman, I was like, whoa, all right, settle down there, Zeb. Yeah. But, you know, it works because it's pro-America, and, you know, we're American, so. <laughs> and and but, being uh, misogynistic is pro is American. It's the most American that, thing that, you can do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that was a great that was a great segment. Probably the best uh, part of Raw this week. I I almost skipped past it. I'll be honest, I almost skipped past it when I saw it coming up on on you know like I was dragging my finger over the timeline and I was like, oh, it's gonna be another Rusev segment. I don't care. I'll skip it. Uh, it's a kind of a big segment. Segment. It must be important. I guess I'll watch. And I'm glad I did. I am I the only one that listens to We the People and like does like a little awkward dance. <laughs> I mean, like I, I catch myself in the street singing it. I was I was at work, like I said, and I did mouth the words "We the People." So, God. I, there's something about it, you know, that like the just how much the fans love that gimmick, paired with how much they cannot stand Rusev or that gimmick. Like, yeah, something about it just it's the perfect storm of getting you riled up. I was watching Saturday Night Main Event again, a name drop, and uh, <laughs> they had Iron Sheik, Vladimir Klushkov. Is that his name? No, what's his? God dang it! I excuse me, we don't have enough time. There's some big Russian guy, and he gets out there, and he tells Howard Finkel, who still had uh, who still had hair at this time. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he told him. He said, "Hey, uh, I want. I'm, he wants everyone to stand up and rise and be silent as he sings the Soviet Union national anthem." <laughs> Oh man! I was like, man, some things are just eternal, bro. Yep. All right. So uh, other matches on the battleground card this Sunday. Uh, let's do the tag team match. We got the Usos and the Wyatt family again. Uh, it's a two out of three falls match for the title. Now let me tell you, this this I'm glad you brought this match up. I was waiting to talk about this shit. Oh, here we go. Because this is why I get pissed off at the internet fans. If you go to the message board, everyone's like, oh, again, we're getting this shit. Oh, my God, Russo's. Like, for every time these guys have a match, that shit is three and a half, four stars. It's excellent. It's high-hitting, hard-hitting, high-flying. Uh, just, It's just a, the crowd is on their fucking feet for it the whole time. Yeah, you know, okay. like, but, hold on, but then, you know, people get pissed off, and they say, we keep seeing this. And then, guess what? They complain when storylines end in two weeks too it's like you're never fucking happy okay well here's here's why i hate it okay first of all there's no story here there was a story here and then they just stopped telling it but the matches kept happening yes that that is a legitimate criticism if someone wants to say that about it i can understand the other thing is i i like to watch the usos i do not like to watch eric ron and luke harper I just it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. And you don't like Luke Harper? No. And the fact that this match 
you know, it's it's the same as the last one. So, you know, it is the same thing again. And changing the stipulation is not having a different match. I'm sorry, it's the same match. Oh my gosh, I I I can't get past the fact that you said you don't like Luke Harper. No, that no. dude is he is a big man who can fly, drop hurricane runners through the second rope. I mean that. I, don't I mean, know. He, you know, people keep telling me that, but I just I cannot stand to look at a man that filthy. I I love him. He's like literally <laughs> one of my favorite in ring performers. Like his matches, I I never skip any match Luke Harper is in. I generally don't skip matches unless they're like, you know, Divas. Alberto Del Rito versus RVD. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that was, that was a terrible role. Why, why even book that? Just just write it down. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, when you guys were on, when we went to commercial, we had a match. Here's the one next. Like, yeah. But seriously, I think Luke Harper is just an amazing talent. To me, if he was good looking and, you know, wasn't so ugly, he would be. <laughs> One of the guys are getting ready to push into the main event scene. Nah. I think he is that good. I he legitimately brings me joy when I watch wrestling. I forget it. I I let suspend belief. I forget the shit is fake. Excuse <laughs> me, not fake. K-fake. Predetermined. 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 Okay. All right. I cannot believe you don't like those guys. No, I just nothing. Especially Eric Rowan, but I don't like Luke Harper either. Rowan doesn't have really much of a move set. It'd be interesting to see if he finally develops some. I mean, in a two out of three fall match, you're gonna to need to have some move sets. Yeah. You know, more than like some elbow drops and you know suplexes. So. I don't know. Harper will just carry him for the whole match, I'm sure. But that's even more of a reason that guy is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. He, I mean, he's not gonna carry him the way like Shawn Michaels can carry a tag partner, but. Oh, I'm sorry. He. Excuse Luke Harper for not being <laughs> as good as one of the top three wrestlers. I'm ever. I'm just saying I'm the fact that he's gonna carry Eric Rowan does not mean he's amazing. I, I could probably I could probably carry Eric Rowan in a match. Yes, you could, but still. <laughs> All right, uh, you ready to move on to the next match? Yeah, I guess. I want to sit here and yell about Luke Harper some more, but it's (laughs) counterproductive, and we have a lot more to get to. Okay, so, yeah. um, We kind of touched on this one earlier, the Bray Wyatt-Chris Jericho match. Uh, This was... This was... This whole feud is a little odd at first, but Bray's promo was excellent, and it brought... And it told me the story. You know, obviously, Bray must have been a Jericho-holic fan growing up. Mm -hmm. Who wasn't? Yeah, exactly. You'll never leave us! (laughs) <laughs> that that was a lie. I mean, Bray Wyatt is just thank God for him because after CM Punk, I was depressed, and Bray Wyatt keeps me happy. That guy, I love his matches. I love his, I love, his, I love everything about him. I love how the crowd loves him one week, hates him the next. I love his entrance. I love his silent demeanor. God, that guy's fucking awesome. I I mean. I still think the whole gimmick is cliched. I, I do think he cuts good promos, though, um, when he's actually talking about something. When he's just up there trying to be creepy, that just pisses me off. It's just terribly cliched, and I can't stand it. But, uh, yeah, this, this promo to kind of tie together this uh, real quick scrape-together-in-two-weeks feud, <laughs> um, you know, did a good job, brought it all together. You know, between him and Jericho, that was... 
I mean, Bray's really good on the mic, and Jericho's one of the best. So that's, yeah. you know, they, they, it would be very difficult for anybody else, for any other two superstars to tell that story in that amount of time, and they managed yeah. to, to squeeze something out of it. So. Definitely, definitely. That's, I mean, Bray Wyatt, he's been working with Daniel Bryan, Cena, and now Jericho. Those are those last three feuds. Mm. And, and that doesn't say how much the company believes him in, in him, how over he is. And Jericho wanted to come back to put over Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he wanted to do. Like Jericho's one of those guys, sees young talent, wants to put him over. It's like, hey, I'll job him. And that's awesome. You know, I'm, just, I'm excited for the potential of this match. I'm not sure how the styles will work. Uh, I'm a little hesitant on that. Um, I hope we don't have a mosh finish. I'm tired of like Bray winning by like you know some sort of smorgasbord uh, at the end, but because I think it would delegitimize his character. Yeah, he's got to start winning clean soon. Yeah, he's, you can't be just creepy either of worlds and you know Eric Rowan same with you every week. Yeah, yeah. But I think this could be I think this could be this uh this potential, you know, obviously um uh, match of the night. Yeah, uh I I definitely agree. The other obvious contender for match of the night is Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Oh. I I am quite excited for this one cuz I am a big fan of both of these guys. Um and these their styles are amazing and they're both fast. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a hell of a match. The Shield was great. At times they pissed me off because, you know, sometimes heels piss you off. That's how it goes. Yep. Oh, I hated the Shield at first. But mm-hmm. individually, these guys are better than they were collectively. And that's and I don't know how many factions you can say that about in the well, history. Because there's no weak wrestling. link in this one. So when they all get a chance to show, you know, there's there's no... They weren't grouped together to hide a weakness. I mean, maybe... Uh, well, well, for Reigns, Reigns they is, Reigns, yeah. Yeah, Reigns' mic skills. But he, Reigns is a lot better now. He's still he's still too fucking quiet. I can't hear what he's saying half the time. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as far as in-ring work, they weren't hiding, you know, they didn't group them together to hide anything. These guys are all good, even, even Reigns. Um, but these two especially are just... I mean, every time they have a match, they're showing you something new, and it's something awesome that you didn't even know you wanted to see. And as soon as you see it, you're like, holy shit, I've been waiting for that to happen. We talked about this. My dream, I told you, I think way back in the early podcast days, seeing Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, that is still my ultimate match. You know, and to see now that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are going at it, and I can't get Daniel Bryan, I can accept this because <laughs> <clears throat> these guys are great mic workers. You know, Seth Rollins, is, I love him on the mic. Rock, Ambrose, just as much, you know, and they play so well off each other. And like you said, they're always doing something new. And, you know, Seth Rollins does need some new pants, but along with I know you're happy because because I'm happy he's wearing pants. Is yes, but I will agree. Like those those pants are weird. I don't know. They I, they just fit him weird. And what is with his weird? I think Cena made a crack about it. His weird like futuristic space armor shirt thing he wears. <laughs> like what the hell is that? Yeah, uh, look, I don't know. I think you know he needs like a little something different. Yeah. Match wise, this you know 
this is an obvious choice, I think, for match of the night. Yes. I think, but this is just going to be a wrestling fan's dream, man. And it's going to be so good because I think the old fan, older fans are going to be all into it, and even the younger fans and the casual fans are like, wow, this is those guys just draw you in, and the WWE's got something special. And these, those three guys are going to be around for a very, very long time. It's exciting. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's see. What else have we got left then? Oh, we've got two matches left. The the big uh, battle royal for the Bankin Intercontinental Championship. It's a 20-man uh, battle royal. Uh, let me just run down the participants real quick. Del Rio, Big E, Bo Dallas, Cesaro, Curtis Axel. Bo Lee! I was hoping if I just kept going fast enough, he wouldn't drop that. But um, <laughs> Curtis Axel, uh, Diego... Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, Heath Slater, oh. Kofi Kingston, Rob Van Dam, R-Truth, Ryback, Sheamus, Sin Cara, uh, The Great Khali, The Miz, Titus O'Neil, Xavier Woods, and Zack Ryder. Uh, I just want to point out, there's a, lot, there's a lot of filler guys in here, like <laughs> Diego and Heath Slater and R-Truth and Sin Cara and Great Khali and... Xavier Woods and fucking Zack Ryder's back now for this. Like, when was the last time he was on a pay per view? Uh, I, <laughs> he was, I think WrestleMania and the Thirty Man Over the Top Andre Memorial, right? Yeah. Was he in that? I don't even remember him being in that. What? Since there's so much bull, who are the final four going to be? Because that's really what the match is. The yeah, final four. The final four is going to be, I think, Cesaro, Bo, maybe Ziggler, and. Holy. <laughs> And uh, Sheamus. I would love to see Bo Dallas in the final four. Uh, I would love to. See, I would love to see Bo Dallas win the. Whole, you know what? I believe he's gonna win the whole thing and keep the. It'll be seventeen and Bo, sixteen and Bo. Oh God! This I, thing I, be the the greatest streak in the history of of sports entertainment. <laughs> Oh, Joe DiMaggio, 56 games. Undertaker, 21 and 0 at WrestleMania. <laughs> Goldberg, 141 and 0. And now Bo Dallas. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I dislike and like Bo Dallas at the same time, and I like him because I dislike him because he is being a heel without being an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> he's like John Cena. It's like he, all the reasons we hate Cena are really all the reasons we hate Bo, but he's so tongue-in-cheek about it. I don't know. Bo doesn't – he's not a fucking five moves motherfucker. Well, I hate Cena because Cena's like very like, like – I was watching some, I was watching a, a old Raw. It's the Raw after uh, WrestleMania 28 when he made The Rock. And like he's just like, Rock was a better man than me. And I, I'm all about – Loyalty and respect and hustle, and I can admit, you know, it's very like you know, Bo Dallas, but Bo Dallas is tongue in cheek. He's like, yeah, yeah you know, and Cena's just like, he's a better man than I, and I'm just like, shut up, like, no one, like, you sound like a bitch, like, like no if, we cares, if we believed man. for a second that you meant any of that, maybe it wouldn't be such a painful pill to swallow. Exactly, but... exactly. And I was like, oh, turn me off. That's why I hate Cena, that whole corny hustle, loyalty, respect thing. Like, See, the gimmick bothers me, but what gets me the most is the... Like, okay, so this last Monday on Raw, had that tag match with... Uh, it was just him and Reigns. It was supposed to be him, Reigns, and Ambrose. Um, and when 
Reigns, you know, when they had that hot tag coming, when Reigns tagged him in, before yeah. he tagged him, I called it. I fucking called it. Double shoulder block yeah. uh, into that backdrop, into the five-knuckle shuffle, into the person, like, wiggling out of the AA. And that's exactly, exactly what happened. Exactly. When he leaves his feet to throw that shoulder block, it is the gayest <laughs> wrestling move. Need a gif of like his face when he does that too, because like his mouth always opens, but like he does oh. that thing where like his lips are like stretched over his teeth, and like he just looks weird. Cena, <laughs> uh. how how we hate you. <laughs> how about Michael Cole calling him the greatest of all time? Wait, when did this happen? You, Money in the Bank. I don't remember. It was, that. A, it was the next night on Raw. He, he won the no. He actually when he hold, held the championship at Money in the Bank, Michael Cole called him the 15-time champion, the greatest wrestler, the greatest WWE superstar of all time. And then he said it the same. He said it again the next night on Raw, and I was like, dude, Ric Flair. He's got 16 Fuck. titles. Like, dude, not even the title numbers. Like to call him the greatest champion of all time yeah. is just like. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that's this dude is despised. He shoved down our throats. The only reason he he's still in the picture because he sells shit ton of t-shirts to kids. Like, that's you know, like adults don't buy wrestling shirts. I'm sorry, like, uh, for the most part, I've been to Raw. I've seen plenty of wrestling shirts not at wrestling shows, but adults never wear John Cena shirts. I'm just saying, but like every kid you know has a Cena shirt, right? Yeah. The adults, what? They're mixed up. Like, some like Punk, some will have a Daniel Bryan, some will dress up like Bray Wyatt. You know, there's a, there's, and we don't, you don't buy four of them, you know? And you don't have, like, a CM Punk hat with a CM Punk wristband and a CM, CM Punk, Punk towel. towel. Yeah, Get fucking uh, towel. God damn it. Could you uh, be any more of a whore holding up a towel? <laughs> that says never give up on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. What? How about I? How about I dry my balls with that? Never give up. How about that? You know, Daniel Bryan had a towel too, that he sold. That I'm sure he still sells in the WWE shop. But I was watching. I think it was Countdown, and it was for you know like the best catchphrase. And I think he was like number one or two with no. And during the like interview portion that they do, he like actually like made a joke about like I sell a towel. Are you kidding me? Like who wants to buy a towel? But a ton of people <laughs> bought them. You know, like, he couldn't believe that he sold a towel. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think like, I'm like, sure Cena was sitting somewhere like, okay, I sold all the t-shirts I can sell. What else can I sell? Wristbands. All right. What about after wristbands? Uh, fucking a towel. That's it. We'll sell a towel and people will wipe the balls <laughs> with it. And... Never give up. Yeah. Don't worry, John. I will, I will not stop drying my balls until they're dry. <laughs> Don't worry. I will never give up on hating you. Oh. What were we talking about? We just got into Cena hate. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. We were we were talking about we were talking about the twenty man uh, battle royal. Or final uh, four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go Bo. Yeah. Cesaro, obviously. Sheamus, they're not gonna bury him. You know, they have some respect for him. Yeah. And I'm gonna say Del Rio. Ugh. I'm gonna say Del Rio. Yeah, just because he's. They always. They always keep him around for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they're always fucking shoehorning him in as, like, this contender. And I I guess it's just so they have an extra body for when guys get injured, they can just plug him in. But I don't know. Um, they're not giving him much, you know? They're not giving him a storyline. He's not really doing anything. I mean, so I guess if you don't give him that, if you're not at least not having him 
in the final four battle royals. I mean, you're. Do you do you think he actually has a real shot to win though, or they just put him in the final four just to you know not bury him? Ah, uh, he has no shot to win. Okay, so who does have a shot to win besides obviously you want Bo, you think Bo's gonna win it. Who else has a shot to win? Is it just Sheamus and Cesaro? Sheamus, Cesaro, Bo. I can't I can't see them doing anything else. I think Ziggler's gonna start doing something with Fame Dango. Uh with that whole like two women loving him, then for Fame Dango thing. Uh so I don't think he'll be an intercontinental picture. And then the rest of those guys, I mean Zack Ryder ain't getting the boat. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess my real question here is, do you think Sheamus has a shot? Because, like, obviously, no, he's no, one of the no. bigger guys, but are they gonna are they gonna unify the titles really? I just can't see. I mean, if you unify the titles, then you know, like, you you, you lose a belt that you can put on someone else to give them a push or have storyline. Because you know, Raw yeah. is three hours. Yeah. So if there's only well, I mean, that you... was my that was my problem with them unifying the heavyweight belt. <clears throat> Well, I, I see why I did that, because SmackDown's just become no one watches. I mean, no one watches SmackDown. I don't know. I mean, I I would watch SmackDown if they had their own champion. If they went back to the old days where the roster was split up, yeah, I could see that. But for some reason, they've gone away from that. And, well, it's because they I, have four fucking shows on now. Plus NXT. Yeah. They've got Raw, SmackDown, Superstars, and Main Event, and then NXT. NXT is awesome. I don't know. Have you watched? Have you watched? Uh, I'm a couple weeks behind, but I, I at one point I was caught up. Adrian Neville and Tyson Kidd can wrestle every single day of the week. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah. Know. Uh, Kidd really surprised me, but again, we were talking about this 20-man battle royal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I guess I guess there isn't that much left to say to about, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who's the four for you? Uh, well, I want to run down like the card at the end and give predictions. So. Okay. I mean, you already kind of gave yours, but so then the last one then is the fatal four-way uh, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, that prestigious title that's been around for less than a year. Um, John Cena, Randy Orton, Kane, and Roman Reigns. And we already kind of talked about this one earlier. Um, apparently, there was a leaked poster that uh, you educated me about. Um, so I could see Cena winning this. I mean, I was always kind of on the on the fence about it, but. I thought they would give it back to the authority just to draw out the Reigns versus the authority thing. But um, now that I think about it, if they take it away from Cena, what does Cena do until SummerSlam? Who is his... I suppose they could still take it away from him and still do the uh, Lesnar-Cena thing, but... Nah, you, you got to remember the network, they... is, the subscription renewal is coming up. Yeah. Um, they, they, they want a big main event, and that's going to be Brock and Cena. It's just no, it's no other way. You know, Roman Reigns is not ready for, you know, 20 minutes by himself with Brock. It's not. Well, no, no, I don't, I don't think he is either. Um, I wasn't, I was, I was saying that, you know, Cena could drop the belt Sunday and mm -hmm. still feud with Brock, but I don't know how they'd explain it because Brock has, you know, still hasn't gotten the title shot that he was quote unquote promised. So mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like he kind of has to keep it. Um, and plus, like he beat the he beat the Undertaker. His next feud, he should have the belt. I mean, you belittle what he did against the Undertaker if you don't put the strap on him. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm not the biggest Brock Lesnar fan. I'm actually not much of a fan of him at all. I don't really like him that much. I think he wrestles too stiff. He, it's not enjoyable for me to watch him go out there and be bad at wrestling, and then people just be like, ah, oh, no, he's that's just his style. He's just stiff. No, he's he's, he's bad at wrestling. <laughs> he's entertaining to watch, but he's a bad wrestler. 
Um, but yeah, I agree. I think if he is going to feud with Cena over that belt, he has to get that belt and he has to hold it for a while. Not not a super long time, but you know, a month two. He's got to hold it for a little. He can't lose it the next day to Rollins or something. He's got to. No, no, no. no. I think I think he'll carry it till till uh, the end of summer. Uh, what's the pay per view at the SummerSlam? I can't remember. Uh, I I never remember. Yeah, and so cause they change every two years. So yeah. Kind of hard to keep up. Yeah. But, what did Battleground used to be? Battleground used to be uh, fucking Cyber Sunday, like years and years ago. Dude, Cyber Sunday used to be like. No holds bar or something. I don't understand why they don't do Cyber Sunday anymore, by the way. They did it in an age where it was really hard to do shit with your cell phone. Mm -hmm. But, like, the first year they did it, the set piece, like, that the guys came out out under was a giant, like, old-fashioned fucking cell phone. Nowadays, everybody's got a fucking smartphone. You can watch the WWE Network on your phone, and you can vote on matches here and there on Raw and stuff with your phone, but they don't do Cyber Sunday anymore, which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. They'll probably go back to some interactive. Uh, oh, that's the thing is I can't believe they haven't interview. done it already with how much they're trying to push the interactive and you know they could have the votes only be on the app and people would fucking download the app and and vote for those, you know, vote for for the entire card. It sounds I, great. I, I mean, I'd be down for it. But yeah, you know, I I always liked Cyber Sunday, but they only did I think two or three of them, and then it, you know, changed to I think Battleground. But and when are they going to stop calling it pay per view? Yeah, because it's, it's not, I mean, what else are they going to call it? Event? I don't know. Like, uh... That's too confusing. They've already got a show called Main Event. That's uh, true. They got to they gotta come up with something. they got too many smart guys. To, you know. <laughs> uh... All right, so let's get, let's get our predictions. Let's, All right, so uh, Cameron Naomi. Uh, I think Naomi, Naomi has to win that match. Yeah, I'm 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 a pick Naomi on that one too. Um, let's do AJ Lee Page. AJ Lee. Yep. I'll I'll, ne- I'll never pick against her. By the way. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure how they could prolong this feud if if AJ wins, but I don't know if they want to prolong this feud. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go with Page. I think they. I think there's a making here. I think they could have like a whole a, a nice run with this feud. I really do. Like. And do it differently where it's not like, I hate you because you're a woman, but like two competitors really <laughs> trying to like win the title. Like almost like Trish and Lita. Like, oh my God, remember when that was popular, WWE, and you, you nailed down the head? How about we try that again with two women wrestlers? Anyway. All right. Uh, Swagger Rusev. Oof. Rusev hasn't lost yet. But I, I, I think... I think Rusev wins because they want to stretch the pay-per-view. Uh, they want to stretch the feud to, to SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, that is exactly why I'm taking Rusev. They're not ready to have him lose yet. They are still building him. Yeah. So. Um, then we got... Let's do Bray Wyatt Jericho. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. This is, I think Jericho's here strictly to job. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, I agree. Uh, let's do Usos versus the Wyatt family. It's got the whole world in his hands. Wyatt family, brother. Okay, I am. I'm gonna take them too because the the Usos. They won at the last pay per view, right? They won at Money in the yeah. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if they won or just, you know, get 
lost by disqualification, so kept the belts. But um, I don't think Damn. the Wyatts. I don't think they can have the Wyatts lose to him twice, and still keep stretching the feud out. Which again, I don't see them doing anything else with the Wyatt family right now. So I feel like they kind of have to keep him paired with the Usos. So I think the Wyatt family will win. And, and I think Stardust and I think the Dust. Bro- I think Dusty Rhodes. Is that their name? Is that what they're going with? That's their name, right? Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what they call themselves. But Alyssa walked by while I was watching uh, Raw a couple of weeks ago when Stardust debuted, and like she walked by, stopped, backed up, looked at the TV, saw Cody Rhodes as Stardust, like you know, flaunting around the ring, and she just looked at me and said, "That is the best thing ever," and then sat it down is. and started laughing and watching. It's 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 so amazing. Yeah. It's it's thank you, Cody, for saving your career. <laughs> I I love Cody Rhodes. He's another one of my my favorites. Um, but <laughs> him as Stardust is hilarious to me. It's it's amazing. That that could be versus the Whites. That would just be a weird ass feud. That'd just be weirdness. <laughs> oh, I would I would love to see um, you know, Goldust do his little <sighs> at like. Luke, and then immediately, and and then immediately after, have you know Stardust blow his his Stardust shit at Eric Rowan. That would that would just be gold to me, pun intended. So I think I think I think that's what the Wyatts. That, they should feud with them after after. Uh... All right, so we're both taking the Wyatts there. Um, Ambrose Rollins. Oh man. Yeah, I think Ambrose go. I think Rollins goes over just because they want to. They're gonna have a rematch at SummerSlam, and in some like really cool stipulation, steel cage, hell in the cell thing. The authority screws Ambrose. He's pissed and like, now no one can get in here. We gotta do it inside of a cage and lock the doors and let's just have a brutal fight. So I see Rollins winning by, you know, smosh. And uh, I don't know. I see. I see Rollins winning because again, this is another case of where if Ambrose wins, where do they go from here? You know, Rollins has the briefcase, so he's not really going to care that much. He has no reason to keep fighting Ambrose. So what are they going to do after that? I kind of like if Ambrose loses, he's still going to be mad. He's still going to want payback, so he's going to want another match. What you could, what you could, what you could do if you don't want him to win, if, if you want him to win. Is to like win, move on to a feud with someone else, maybe Randy Orton, maybe Kane, something like that, but still have him every time Rollins tries to cash that uh, briefcase in, just comes out of nowhere and like you know, drops his ass every single time. I I love the idea of that. By the way, when Ambrose like called that out in the promo, I was excited to the every time Rollins came out with the the briefcase. I you know I'm excited to see Ambrose come out and fucking give him what for. Yeah, it's 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 like the best thing going right now. Those two, like we've touched on that, we're big marks for these guys. It's they're doing it right. That's good to see. They're not wasting talent. Kofi yeah. Kingston. <laughs> oh, I love Kofi. Poor guy. Just just doing nothing with him. He's just he's just showing he's, off at all the rumbles. He's gonna have a moment at at this pay per view. He's going to. He's gonna fucking I don't know. Crawl across the floor on just his butt cheeks and. Float up 
like a ghost like, back into the ring or something. <laughs> he's just like jump on the ref's <laughs> neck and have him piggyback him towards the. Uh, oh my god. Or... Yeah, or I'll fucking have a pogo stick waiting out there to bounce back in or some shit. I don't know. Mankind out of nowhere. <laughs> what a pogo stick. All right. Uh, so we both got Rollins for that last one then. Yeah. I'm all right. So then for the 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 battle royal, who do you got? You got Bo. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Oh Jesus. Um, I'm gonna take Cesaro. That's a, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. They're in danger of uh doing nothing with him as well. I, yeah. That's kind of why I think they're gonna give him give him a belt to hold. Kind of keep him killing, relevant. Yeah, they're killing his momentum. Like he has some real good momentum at the Andre 3000. <laughs> but for some, re- for some reason, they try to turn him. It's like they try to force him heel, and it just it hasn't worked. It has not worked. Him being a heel, the crowd was way behind him. I don't, I don't mind him as a heel. I just they're not doing enough with him. I'm just saying, like his heat. Like, yeah. Remember, he's he doesn't do the swing anymore. Like that was some of his big moves. That's how the crowd was really in. So he doesn't do the European uppercuts. He doesn't do any crowd freezing moves. They have him just be heel. And, you know, he's not getting reactions. Like, he has to, like, beat up Kofi Kingston, who no one really gives a shit about anyway, post-match, and try to get some cheap-ass heat. But uh, it's not. They're, they're kind of, they're, they're in danger of letting this character fall through their hands. It's crazy now, looking back at it, that Swagger has more momentum than Cesaro, and post-WrestleMania, you'd have never thought that. Yeah, it, yeah it's crazy. Going, in, going into this pay-per-view, you would have thought for sure... Cesaro would already have a belt or just yeah. have more momentum and no, nothing. So it's kind of a bummer there. Hopefully hopefully he wins this to, to keep him relevant. And it's going to be interesting to see when Brock comes back, you know, will he still have Heyman with him? So, and, and they move Heyman from Cesaro to Brock. So, I mean, they move Heyman from Cesaro to Brock. It, it's a mission of failure to me that it didn't work. I don't know. I think they could they could play that. Is like a betrayal and use it to face turn Cesaro again. Huh? Yeah. Uh, either, no matter how they do it. Holy I'm shit! Cesaro, Brock Lesnar. Ooh, yeah, that's piqued my interest. <laughs> I would, I would watch that. I'd buy that yeah, for I, a dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, last up, we got that fatal four way with Cena, Orton, Kane, and Reigns. Yeah, it's it's gonna be Cena. Uh, yeah. It's it's been given away and the finish has been given away. It's just how he's gonna win it. Uh, it's, that's the only interesting part. Uh, whether Rollins comes out, I think we'll, we're definitely gonna see Rollins come out to try to win the. Uh, he's come out like five times already with that briefcase and not actually cashed it in. Which is great. They can they can keep teasing me with that. <laughs> no, it's, I mean at some point it's gonna get old. You know, like the third time he did it, I was like, all right, fucking, I know Ambrose is coming out. Or I know the ref isn't actually going to ring the bell, or you know some shits. It's just I don't know. It's too much. I just think as a fan, I'm just really like desperate to see him still be relevant. So I don't want to like. I feel like if he doesn't cash that in, or the moment he loses that, he may cease to be relevant. And I don't. I that's like my biggest fear. I think he's. I think he's got too much skill, and he's going to have too good of a feud with Ambrose for him to drop off the radar anytime soon. Well, let's hope. We thought this about a lot of guys in WWE over the last five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah Ziggler, we, and then I was going to say, we were talking this way about Cesaro right after WrestleMania, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, WWE, they, 
you can say what you want about them, but god damn it, they can fuck up really fast if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. You know. Yeah. Just get healthy, Daniel Bryan. Hurry home. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> um, obviously, I want him to get well, but I don't. I don't miss Danny Bryan at all. Unless you're a terrible person. Uh, I mean, I guess somehow that makes me terrible, just because I don't like the same wrestler as you. But yeah, right. that's, I'm, I'm judgmental that way. <laughs> I cast my beliefs on everybody. That's called being American. Oh, okay. Be <laughs> the people. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I, I got uh, Cena for that fatal four-way too. My notes actually say Cena, and then in parentheses. Ugh. <laughs> so. It's all right. It's almost over, buddy. We are, we are almost we are almost post Cena era, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be it's gonna be wrestling again. It's gonna be guys who put on great matches. Even though Cena has been in some I, of the greatest matches of all time, I, I just I feel like I was thinking this last year, this time, and the year before. <laughs> you know, like I won't believe yeah. I won't believe it until like I see them shovel dirt on Cena's. Uh, on his coffin, like I just, I w- he'll always fucking come back. Isn't it amazing how like terrible he is? But he's been in some of the greatest matches ever. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I got CM Punk. I watched the CM Punk Money in the Bank match from from 2011. I'm convinced that's top five greatest matches of all time. Wow. All right, before we wrap up here, I just want to talk about... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going to skip over the Cena greatest matches of all time thing. Uh, for something more important, which is that while we were recording this podcast, I got a little push notification to my phone from uh, TeamStream. I follow their WWE uh, business on there. And apparently there is a rumor that Steve Borden, a.k.a. Sting, really wants to face Undertaker at WrestleMania 31. Did you hear that? You're clicking, yes. Oh, I thought you heard like. Anyway, I'm not gonna bring it up when it was playing. Sorry, I'm past that. <laughs> yes, yeah, not getting edited out, so deal with it. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. Sting, Undertaker, yes, let's do it. You know, hopefully Undertaker's healthy. You know, that would be you know, and that can happen. I was excited. I got goosebumps when I saw the Sting commercial, and I heard the. Uh, did you see the Sting commercial? I know you watched it on Hulu, so you may not have seen uh, it. I did not. It it was not on Hulu. Um, I know that there was a commercial for him being in 2K15, WWE 2K15, which I'm excited about because that means I will only ever play a Sting. And first of all, it was excellent. Uh, the commercial was it gave me goosebumps. It played like the Crow Sting music, and I, I just closed my eyes, and I just thought Starcade 97 and I just saw him like coming down from the ropes and him not saying anything for a whole year, just being like really depressed and how they, how that to me is the greatest WCW storyline ever. I know people say NWO, but the, uh, the repackaging of Sting and how they played that off so well was just some of my greatest memories of like wrestling fans. Just, he was sad because, you know, he was the man and all of a sudden Hogan, those guys came in and he wasn't, in the main event, he was in the spotlight. The fans didn't care about him as much, and he just disappeared and came back, and it was just, just awesome. And that it's a fact that he'll be in that game, and that music, and his character won't die. It's just a great job by WWE. I'm, you know, I'm so happy they're embracing the past finally and stop pretending <laughs> like some of this shit never happened. You know, oh Jesus. Okay, so. Alyssa does this thing when I watch wrestling pay-per-views because she's not really that interested. She'll, you know, 
glance over from her computer. But instead, she is far more interested to watch, like, the live chats that are happening on various websites. <laughs> she just loves to see people get all butthurt over everything. It's, it's super entertaining to her. And right after um, Cena won the championship, somebody posted a GIF. You know how every episode of Raw opens with, like, the WWE logo on a white background, and it says, then, now, forever. Unless it's uh, Botchamania, and it's... Booker T, we coming for you, nigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I, I also love. And in, in, in the spirit of, of mocking that that little intro, somebody had posted a gif that said, Cena wins lol. And I thought that was pretty funny. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you see that shirt he was wearing trolling us, all us haters? I did not. And Cena wins the internet. We go on the internet and complain. It's like one of those shirts. So. Uh, no. Fuck you. Yeah, it's um, like Eva Denny smiling at us. <laughs> yeah, th- just uh, wanted to think about the Sting thing. I said that he's the only character I will play in that game. Uh, I'm not kidding. I had the I can't remember which one. It was. I think it was uh, WCW versus NWO for the N64. It's called I, WCW NWO Revenge. That's what that's what you mean to say. And there was two different ones, and I feel like there was one that was WCW Thunder, which was okay. terrible. And there was WCW versus NW Revenge for 64. That is the game you had. There's no other game that you would... No. That's, that, okay, is, that was I, the I could have I could have sworn that there were two games with NWO in the title, but I will take your word for it. And uh, I literally... Like, I oh, fuck, I wasted some, multiple summers on that game, and I only ever played a Sting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that game is beyond awesome, except it had this really cheesy uh, cheat code that all you have to do was flip the stick, and you could kick out any pin. So you had to always play with like KO and submissions. Yeah. So, but uh, I was uh, who did I run with in that game? I I'd, I'd switch between Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I knew you were gonna say Scott Hall. Yeah, for duh. I love uh, Scott yeah, Hall. yeah. <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> bring back Razor. Yeah. <laughs> bring back one more match. Well, no, <laughs> no. There are many superstars. Sting, I love the scene in the ring. Sting and Scott bloated Hall. Scott Hall <laughs> at WrestleMania 31. Dude, that would tell you I saw the E60 on him about his drinking, and I nearly cried. I was hurt seeing my boy so broken down, battered, and beaten. Uh, no, Scott Hall does not need to be anywhere near a ring. He needs to be away from it, as far as away. <laughs> the closest he's allowed to get is gorilla position. Other than that, no, sorry. Sounds sexy. Oh, you didn't know. All right, on that note, on on we'll close with sexy Scott Hall. Hey yo. <laughs> on that note for the wrestling id, I'm Drew. I'm Daniel, the best in the world. <laughs> Thanks for listening.